0: Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated. This is your morning market weather update for Wednesday, August the 30th. Hurricane Idalia is moving inland as I speak. And the wind speeds so far this morning have been upwards to 81 miles per hour at Horseshoe Beach. And it looks like Keaton Beach is around 77 miles per hour. These were as of 7 a.m. Central Daylight Time. And it looks like the storm center will be moving inland inland, not too far away from Fish Creek, which which is uh, on the uh, southeast side of the Apalachicola Bay area. The storm is expected to work its way very quickly across northern Florida as we go forward through the day. Today, we do see tropical storm force winds occurring all the way up to the uh, Interstate Highway 10 corridor at this hour, so the storm is already having an impact on many areas, and as we go forward through the morning, we're likely to see those peak wind speeds between 70 and 80 miles per hour up in the highway, uh, Interstate Highway 10 corridor. We'll likely see the speeds along the coast, though, getting up over 100 miles per hour, probably getting close to 120 to 130 near the storm center. The storm is going to race to the northeast. It'll end up uh, near Savannah, Georgia, as we go forward uh, through the evening and into the night tonight, and then ultimately it will impact parts of South Carolina, Before turning out to sea once again, the fast movement is likely to spare some of Florida and Georgia from the worst possible conditions, and this is really good news from an agricultural perspective. However, the storm is very impressive, and it will be very aggressive with its wind and rain. So, over a period of six hours, we'll be seeing rain totals that'll run from four to nearly ten inches, and that's going to be resulting in flash flooding for many areas, and that's where a lot of the damage will occur. Damage will. Also be coming from the storm surge, which is expected to impact much of that Apalachicola Bay shoreline. The storm system is probably not going to have a big impact on cotton, although it will at least brush through some of Georgia's most important production areas. There's some minor uh, uh, corn, soybean, and cotton producing areas in northern Florida that will be impacted, along with fruits and vegetables. The assessment of damage, of course, will begin tomorrow. Well, outside of that, there's really not much that's changed in the U.S. or North America in general we do expect to see dry biased weather in the Midwest, the Great Plains and portions of the northern delta and on uh, into portions of Canada's prairies. Now you know, part of Canada's prairies will see a few showers and so are the northwestern plains but we're not expecting any of that rain to have a big impact on field operations or crop conditions. We're also going to expect to see a, a, at least a return of some heat to the middle of North America. The temperatures are going to get very warm to hot again as we get into the latter part of this week and especially during the the weekend and early next week. Temperatures will be back over 100 degrees across portions of the region from South Dakota to Texas and we may eventually bring some of that heat into the area from Minnesota and western Wisconsin down into the northern delta. So it looks very similar to that which we had last week although the temperature extremes will not be quite as high as they were at that time. The heat will continue into the early part of next week but it will be breaking down as we move through mid to late week next week at least temporarily. In South America, there's a lot of folks talking about rain in Argentina. A little caution is needed here. You know, normally in the spring and summer, the European will outperform the GFS model when it comes to forecasting rainfall in Argentina. I'm not convinced that that will be the case this time around because it's still kind of a cooler biased environment there and the European doesn't do as well as the GFS during the winter season. So a little caution here is needed. The GFS model suggests rainfall this week. May not be much more than about maybe six tenths of an inch of rain. Uh, There will be the potential for some greater amounts that come with a second disturbance that evolves across central and mostly eastern parts of Argentina as we get out to the second half of next week. I am a bit of a skeptic, as you can tell, but the just so you know, the European model wants to produce one to two inches of rain from Cordoba into Santa Fe from the rain that's going to occur this weekend. So we'll see what happens. A model like divergence is always a challenge. Uh, the, to me, we'll see what happens here in the next day or two about this divergence. The models should come into better agreement. Uh, southern Brazil is still expecting to see quite a bit of rain evolve as we move into the weekend and especially next week. Waves of rain will impact Rio Grande do Sul, parts of Paraguay, and northeastern Argentina, and uh, neighboring areas of Paraná and Santa Catarina. The rains will be great enough to keep the ground saturated in the southern part of Brazil. This will be good for future long-term use for first season corn and uh, late developing wheat. Eventually that region though is going to become too wet. We're going to watch that closely. I think later in September and October we'll be hearing complaints about it being too wet in southern Brazil just as a bug in your year and it looks like the rest of Brazil will see erratic precipitation as we move forward in time. Today in the rest of the world two areas have seen a little change in the weather. First is India Uh, There is a greater rain event suggested for Madhya Pradesh and Maharashtra as a little monsoon low-pressure center moves inland from the Bay of Bengal next week, and the advancement to the west on that system is advertised to bring rain to both those states. There is some potential that as we go moving into the latter part of the second week of the outlooks that some rain may come into Gujarat and Rajasthan, but I'm a skeptic. We saw the models predict a similar event a week or so ago, and the system completely fell apart and I think there's potential the system will be at least diminished from where it is today and future model runs. There was also a change in parts of the western CIS. The change was most significant for eastern Ukraine and the Krasnodar region of southern Russia and uh, both these areas have greater second week rainfall potential on the charts today and all the models are on board with this. That will be a welcome event. It comes pretty late but there might be a little bit of relief for some of the Late season crops. Otherwise, Russia's southern region and areas e- uh, east into western Kazakhstan and north into the Volga Basin will li- likely see a net drying bias in warm weather through much of the coming 10 days. Europe is still expecting to see a more active weather pattern that's already underway, and so that'll take place over the next week to week and a half. China is a little bit drier today relative to past days this week. That's because of two tropical systems that are going to impact coastal areas. The first First is uh, Typhoon Sao, uh, Sao uh, I guess it is, and uh, that system uh, will come off the coast of Hong Kong a little later this week into the weekend, might interrupt the shipping in and out of Hong Kong, but it's not expected to move inland, and so it will uh, definitely have a uh, an impact on the uh, uh, ocean traffic, but nothing in crop country. There's also going to be a tropical cyclone that will move up towards Shanghai as we get into next week, and that storm will also disrupt some of the shipping shipping in that port area and uh, but in the meantime both these storms will block moisture from coming into China and that should help to uh, keep that region relatively dry biased. No serious precipitation changes were noted in Australia overnight. It's still going to be drier biased in much of the south as we move forward uh, through this next two-week period. Uh, Only the southwesternmost corner of Australia and in Victoria will rainfall in great enough quantities to boost soil moisture. Everybody else will probably see net drying and the biggest dry down will be in Queensland, northern New South Wales and northern Western Australia and that is where crops will reproduce here soon. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.